Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Killer Collab Podcast. Once again, my name is Tone Deaf from Florida, Tony D. As always, I'm joined with Chris Leto from Reaper Film. How y'all doing? Chris, 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 lightning man. How about those Tampa Bay lightning? How about that football game? Oh, that was hockey. Never mind, that was hockey. (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by a very special guest. I've known this gentleman for quite a long time. I think it's been almost, what, 10 years now? I think 2011? At least 10 years. Yes, sir. Uh, My friend, Sean Singletary, how are we doing today? Doing all right. Doing all right. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, Jim. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for coming on. Oh, man. What a... It looks pretty nice out where you are. We're, you're in Atlanta. Atlanta. I am. I'm in beautiful Atlanta, Georgia. The weather's uh, pretty pretty much about 80-something degrees. Nice, cool breeze. It just rained a little bit, so doing 80? all right. Uh, 80. I wish it was 80. We're like here. mid-90. Yeah, it's like 1,000 degrees here. Every day. I know. Like, I Tampa, know. Florida is, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. It's, it's crazy. Oh, man, the actor's life. How's that actor's life treating you, my friend? Uh, it is it is full of its typical ups and downs. I'm actually in the process of waiting on um hearing back from another audition again. Uh, my agent sent me out something, but uh, it, the grind has been kind of difficult. Of course, with the recent pandemic, yes, it kind of set everything off offset everything for a, a, a bit. But uh, you know, of course, with new COVID protocols and everything else, people get tested regularly. Uh, just staying on top of the grind. I've tried to do a lot more behind the scenes stuff lately too, so I'm still writing some scripts and. Working as an uh, assistant director on a couple of small projects here and there too, so try to keep my chops. Oh, but what's your genre that you that you tend to stay with, or um, do, do you have like one particular genre, or do you do multiple different uh, variations? It's usually multiple variations. Um, I don't do a lot of comedy. I usually do a lot of, of like maybe thrillers, uh, a lot of dramas, and so on and so forth. Um, psychological thrillers are probably one of my personal favorite. Awesome. Anyway, so awesome. That's what I usually try to gear myself towards. Now, your most um, what was your most recent role that you jumped into that well, that you had an opportunity to do? What was your most recent project? Uh, my most recent project was actually as a uh, as behind the scenes. I was the assistant director on a couple of uh, small film projects that we worked on uh, out in New York, um, okay. and then that kind of worked into me working into some other smaller projects just here and there. I do some cameos on some other little shows here and there, and then uh, one of my my other side passions that I've been working on that's kind of started to build up a little bit is I've been doing a lot of life coaching here and there. So one oh, of my friends said I had a very unique uh, perspective on life, and I, I never thought so, but they said, you know, you should try and, and speak to some people about doing some life coaching. So I've been working with an a, a actual licensed therapist, and uh, she's been kind of directing and guiding me along the path. And then I've gotten a couple clients here and there uh, helping uh, either relationships and so on. Uh, I'm supposed to be on a relationship panel coming up here soon in the middle of July. So, yeah, like I said, it runs the gambit. I'm doing quite a few things. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, yeah. no, we all know. I mean, I think we all need life coaches at some point, especially, you know, in this industry where it's very difficult for us to, um, you know, we have a lot of ups and downs. So we have to have an opportunity to, you know, keep our, you know, everything up and, up and going like you know we need a positive outlook on a lot of different things because you know we will get kicked down a lot in this industry we you know oh, yeah. we go for auditions and we get a lot of a lot of no's you'll get a thousand no's before you get five yeses so we'll it's one yeah yeah yep. so it's it's something that you know um people don't think about they think about um you know people just getting offered roles like like people don't understand our industry where at the difficulties and you know navigating through this t- d- difficult industry and it's just um, it, it's really crazy how, you know, people just assume things, you know, especially, you know, right. depending on their star power or, you know, based on ratings on IMDB, like a lot of people use right. that star meter, like, like it's their Bible and that's how they cast people. But that's exactly. not, that's not how that's it works. That's not always the best way. No, it's, it's not right. because, you know, they can literally search themselves and, you know, raise that star meter. Cause that's how basically how it, it's not rated on, um, what they're doing. It's rated on how many people are searching for them. That's basically how that right. star meter works. So, you know, it, it's very difficult to, you know, do it on that. Chris, do you do you, when you do movies? Do you uh, do, do you use that at all? Star meter? No, no. Yeah, I, I go based on what I've seen them in, <laughs> and um, you know, just what I know of them, like some of the work yeah. that I've seen of them. 
Um, yeah. I, I'll watch something. I'll be like, oh, man, I need to work with her. And uh, I mean, that happened. I used to run a film festival and I had a, a submission. It was a short film from this guy in North Carolina. And it was like a film, like a neo-noir type old 1920s gangster style movie, black and white. And there was this girl that was just like, you couldn't take your eyes off her. Like she was amazing. And it was a 10, 15 minute movie. And I mean, she was just fantastic. And uh, I made it a point that I needed to work with her someday. And I did. I, she was in my movie, Seeing Evil, that we shot what, five years ago. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's typically how I approach that. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a, it, I mean, yeah, the process is, you know, we all have our own ways. We all have our own ways. Now, do you, you're also producing, aren't you, uh, Sean? Producing some yeah, stuff? Yeah, I've been working on a couple of uh, uh, little things here. As a matter of fact, we're working on one right now. We were trying to bring it down from New York down to um, Atlanta. We're trying to work on um, of the, all the legality and the particulars that have to go into that. And you know how that goes sometimes. Yep. You can have everything lined up and it'll just be one piece that's off and then you got to deal with right. the politics and then the taxes and so on and so forth. So, sure. yes. Yeah. Uh, still waiting to see what happens with that. So, but yeah, I, and, I, and I definitely want to say, Chris, um, from an actor standpoint, that's greatly appreciated. Um, sometimes it's frustrating from an actor standpoint to have to put in all the work, go to the classes, do all the hard work, and then just to find out that, you know, you get uh, sidetracked because, you know, uh, they know somebody or somebody's buddy ended up in the project and they're not nearly as good as you are. So right. to hear that, you know, there's still people out there that still pick you based on your, your merit, whether yeah, it's course. five minutes or 15, like that means right. a lot. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for me, looks plays a big part of it too. I hate to say that, but, um, yeah. you know, I'll, if I see somebody that looks the role, um, you know, I'll invite them to audition. I'll say, Hey, you know, you're interested in auditioning. Here's the sides. If you want to send a video in, um, yeah. you know, I'll do that too. Actually, my, my theory is based on, there was a movie called sorority row that came out got a while ago. I mean, it had to been eight, ten years familiar. ago, eight, ten years ago. And it's a sorority slasher movie. Yeah. The movie yeah. was, yeah, the movie that. was God awful. Like it was just a terrible, <laughs> terrible movie. But the girls in the movie were so attractive that it kept yeah. you watching. And this was before yeah. I started making movies. And, you know, I was like, man, like, even if your movie's really oh, shitty, at least the girls were really attractive and has kept your interest. You know what I mean? Um, That's business. You know, it's very shallow. It is. It is. <laughs> you know, sex sells. It's very sex shallow sells. to say that. That's a fact. Kind it's of embarrassed sound. to say that. It but is. It is. <laughs> you think it, you don't think it's a um, a coincidence that people are wearing bikinis in Burger King commercials? Like, yeah. come on. Now. <laughs> and, and it's funny because since then, every movie I've ever made since then, I mean, I always have a, a lot of attractive people in the movie. Um, and then you have me in the movie. That's a little like, I, I, I don't say Tony. <laughs> um, but yeah, I made a movie called Crazy Lake uh, about six years ago, and um, I mean, we had a beautiful cast, guys and girls. Um, it's yeah. not just girls, but the guys were we were. We made it a point when we were in the casting that when we set our cast, we told them we want you to be in the best shape of your entire life, and they all showed up like buff. <laughs> they <laughs> nice, all looked nice. amazing. And, I mean, they were in bikinis and you know bathing suits with no shirts on, like literally probably eighty percent of the movie. Um, wow! So it was important to have them looking their best, you know. And actually, one of the girls is in that uh, show, P Valley. Um, oh, that's yeah. on stars. Her name is Skylar Joy. Uh, she was, I think she's the only white girl in the show. Actually, um, it's about a strip <laughs> club in in uh, the Bayou, and uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all seen it or not. But no. uh, she ended up getting a, a, a main she, role in that oh, in nice. that show. So nice, uh, pretty cool. Small world, small world. Yeah. You, you never know who the next big star is going to be. They can come come out of anywhere. Right. But that, something that we try to emphasize is that we try to do everything in any role that you're offered. Like, I mean, with limitations, obviously, but you have to right. try to get more involved in like as many things as possible. Like when you and I um, first met, we were doing a, a TV show that never got off the yeah. ground. And it was just, you just never know. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it could, they could lead anywhere. Like anyone just saw one of our, uh, well, actually I did actually, my agent in Philadelphia saw like something on YouTube, I guess, from Atlas, like posted something on YouTube, and my agent saw that, and that's how I got signed to an agent. 
I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> like, what? Go How did you right. see that? <laughs> right, right. So, you know, you know, it's That's all it takes, though, is yeah. one person to see something that they like. Yeah. yeah. It, it's Bam, just strange how it works. But, you know, she was in Philadelphia, so I think that was another thing. Um, but that, that yeah. like, it's just crazy how things just happen like that. Like, happen like it's that. It's a letter you know? putting Sean, yourself out there. Are you working like on... Like you said before, it's, no, like you said before it's, it's a lot, it has a lot to do, too, with the rejection. There's a lot of rejection. Like, yes. I think... I read somewhere that George Clooney actually like did 200 pilots before he got discovered. Like, right. can you imagine? For ER, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, it's just like, like sales or baseball. I mean, yeah. Yeah. think about it. Baseball, you can strike out seven times out of ten and get three yep. hits and you're a Hall of Famer. Yeah, 300 yeah. average. That's 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 fantastic. A 300 average. I mean, that's so true. if you think about it, they failed seven times. Yeah. And they're a Hall of yeah. Famer. So. Yeah, it's just the yeah. way it is. The more it's a numbers game, and just like sales, you know, the more people you talk to, the more things you audition for, the yeah. more roles you're gonna get. Yeah. Um, so I know we yeah. say it every show, Tony, but you know, I always tell young actors in our area, um, I believe Tampa is a good area to get started, and then once you've gained some experience and got some credits, then I always say move to either Atlanta or LA just to get yeah. in the bigger in the middle of everything, you know. Yeah. But I always tell young actors, get in everything that you can possibly get in. Um, any role, Build no matter that if it's paid or not paid or Build know, that how, however big your role is, just take it. Um, just get in whatever you can. Yeah. Whether it's a real bad movie or a great movie, just get as much as you can. Oh, yeah. Just think about all the bad movies that, that, that big stars have been in. Like, look at Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 with Matthew McConaughey. Sure. Like, come on. That movie was terrible. I mean, all, yeah, the, all directors are different. I mean, they yeah. all have their different styles, and it's good to to be able to be on set with different types of act of directors yeah. and other actors too. To yeah, yeah. Feed it, off it, of, and you can learn things, and just yeah. getting comfortable on set. I guess very important before you make the leap to the. Well, know, well, the stuff. actors' network is very. You know, you know, we go through the same like. It's like being like war buddies, pretty much. You're in like trapped with this person yeah. for a like, yeah. month yeah, at yeah, a time, yeah. and you're like. Man, when the hell is this movie over? Like, but you, yeah, but yeah. You, but you build that network of people, and that's how a lot a lot of movies actually you know build up. Like, look look at Broken Lizard, the comedians that wrote, wrote the Super Troopers, oh, yeah. all those movies, Super Troopers, Broken Lizard, um, with Club Dread, they they, they were a, a, a powerhouse in the '90s and early 2000s when they were brought out the Super Troopers and everything like that. So you never know who you're gonna meet on the next movie or the next movie. You can find a long. Uh, um, lifelong friend or a lifelong partner, just you know, working on these movies where you just built. Like I, I met Chris a couple years back. Just I, I auditioned for one of his movies, and yeah. literally that that's how we we met. So we just created yeah. like I just jumped into that network, and then you know we just start building you know more projects, and that, you know the the rest is history. But you know I would like to get build up a little bit more future, which is why I started this whole company. But that's yeah. um. Yeah. So I so I'm doing as many things as I possibly can in this company. So you know, like I said, exactly. we just got to keep rolling, keep rolling, keep rolling, just like that. And I'm still um behind on the. I haven't had any auditions for a very long time. So you know, my agent's slacking. So I got to get that agent down here somewhere. <laughs> Sean, do you work on bigger budget stuff or are you mostly uh, the, movies? The biggest TV? budget stuff that I've done was um the most recent one was when I was in Imperium uh, a while back. It was with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. I think right. it was like 2016 when that one came yeah. out. Um, that was that was a fantastic opportunity. Uh, the most recent, like I said, that audition that I just did recently is for another big budget film too. But I, you know, I'm still waiting to see what that what's gonna happen with that. I literally just auditioned for that. I think it was Friday, and I'm still waiting to hear back from them on that. So my agent was super excited about it. I would end up playing like a younger version of the guy that played uh, Papa Pope on Scandal. So um, crossing my fingers for that to see what happens. How was Daniel uh, Radcliffe yeah. to work with? Did you get to meet him? Daniel Radcliffe is, yeah, actually the scene that I had with him was, you know, it was just me and him and I had lines. So it was like we, it was just basically like me and him on set all day. So, uh, and, and much like, you know, he said, Tony, you said, like, you end up making these lifelong friends. I met a lot of really cool people there. Um, the producer and I are still really close. Uh, I, I got to chit chat with not only um, Daniel Radcliffe, but like his, his special for, he had a bodyguard who was straight out of British Special Forces. Wow. And so I got to chit-chatting with him for a little bit. And I was like, is he like this all the time? He's like, yeah, he's the chillest dude I've ever met. Like, he's really, really cool, really I feel nice. Like he's, I feel like he's taking all of these 
like really weird roles so he could break out of the Harry Potter thing. And, yes. Because uh, he's been in some oh, yeah. weird ass movies. Yes. You got oh, horns yes. and Swiss Army Man and uh, Swiss Army Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> it was yeah. so weird. He did yeah. that horror, the other yeah. horror movie. What was that movie? The oh, he did the woman in the, the woman in black. The woman in black. Woman in um, black. Yep. That that, yeah. that was pretty. Weird. Yeah, that was actually a good movie. Yeah, it was. But like, yeah. Swiss Army Man. I don't know if you saw it, but yeah, I never, so I never weird. understood that. But I think at the same. But and there were a lot of Broadway stuff he did too, where yeah. he was like, yeah, yeah. it was once he was like naked on stage <laughs> yeah. for, like, the whole time. Right. Yep. I was like, what are you doing? Like, so yeah, I think, I think, I think he's just, just like trying to break out of the break Harry out of thing. Yeah. Man. Like, it, it must yeah. suck. I mean, it's it's a double edged sword when you when you become an icon, you know, like that. Because yeah, you made it big because of this person's, you know, because of this role. But you know, now everybody perceives you as that role now, and it's hard to break out of that. Um, right. God, he did what eight eight movies, seven movies, eight. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, he's Harry Potter. Well, he grew I mean, up in and before our eyes on on screen. So like, right on screen. Right. Yeah. Like and all the behind the scenes, pretty much. He, he, they literally like like videoed his entire life just behind the scenes yeah. in front of the camera. Like right. he he was always in front of the camera. So now he's just and trying it seems to like the whole cast too. I mean, yeah. Emma Watson really hasn't yeah. done much um, after yeah. that. I mean, she was in a couple movies, but. She hasn't really done a whole lot, which is surprising because yeah. she's very talented. Yeah, I mean that's really surprising. I saw the, the Ron Weasley character. What was his name? I, I don't remember his name, but I, I, I think the most recent thing I saw him in was an Ed Sheeran music video. I, 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 like I haven't seen him. Oh, and I think he was in um he was in uh, the Snatch TV series. He did that. He did that. Uh, I really had a TV series. Yeah, yeah. It's on uh, Hulu, I think. Oh. Well, it's one of those. Wow. But, but but that's. But you know that's what happens with child actors. A lot of times they just either fizzle out or they try to do what Daniel Radcliffe's doing. He's right. just trying to, you know, broaden his uh, his category or his um, his uh, his resume. He's, he's yeah, spread it out a lot. Yeah, he and I think that he's just trying to show what else he can right. do. Right. He's not just you know the child actor. He's now he's more dramatic. He's more pushing the boundaries. He's more you know he's just all over the place, but he's just building his talents yeah. like mm-hmm. throughout. And I think, you know, he's doing it the right way. Honestly, I, I think he's mm-hmm. just, just showing his talents, like what he can do. And all this years of training of growing up in front of the camera, he's just actually, I think he's just building being him. Honestly, I just think he, I right. think his personality is just every piece of these roles that, you know, he's been getting into. And I think that's appropriate. Like, I think he has the very luxury of choosing like his, his roles because I think people are just offering him stuff left and right. Honestly, I think that's just ultimately what he's doing, and I, I don't think he's going to do another Harry Potter like like long. No. I, I don't think he's going to no. do any like sequels anymore. I think he's just going to do a lot of one-offs and just do yeah. as many different characters as possible, kind of like a Shia LaBeouf, but not off the edge. Right. You know what I mean? Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf tried to do the same exact thing, child actor, and he just went off the edge for a little while, and now then he started getting. Like, dude, know, he's been he's had some amazing roles lately. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. only the only thing I have about him, he's a method actor. Yeah, like he's like I think he was abusing his girlfriend at some point. I think there was an article that he was abusing his girlfriend because he was being he was preparing for the tax collector. Right. So I think that's how wow. method. Yes. So so I think he yeah. he was so he method. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, are you a method actor? How do you how do you prepare for a role? Uh, I I wouldn't say I'm as as stern a method actor for that. But what I do do is is very similar in the sense that I put myself in the position of whoever the character is, and then I ask myself all of the things that motivate me because I, I earnestly believe, and this is this is how I life coach too. I think when you firmly understand what people's intentions are and what their motivations are, mm-hmm. that's how you get to know who they really are. So then I ask myself, what is this character's actual motivation that you might not see on screen? Like for instance, uh, when you see people like the Joker. Uh, when you're younger, you just think, oh, he's the bad guy, and that's who Batman is chasing. But when you right. really understand his motivation, you he's understand that <laughs> the Joker's not necessarily a bad guy. He just wants the world to change and be honest about itself. Yeah. Right. So I I try to be the character and then make that character be honest about themselves. Right. And it, it when I hear people you know talk about actors, you know they're like, oh, well, you know, actors are always pretending. And I'm like, no, nah, the best actors aren't pretending. They're being themselves. Mm-hmm if themselves were in a particular situation. Yes. So they have a very broad-based uh, imagination 
But like, if you look at Denzel Washington, he's the exact same person in every right. single character that he plays. Yeah, well, he just uh, like he's just that person. If that person were a drug dealer, right. or if that person were a bank robber, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, he's always Denzel Washington, just with a different name, born in a different body, in, in the same in a different situation, right. same body. So that's that's how I carry it. So I don't act. Life. So I'm like sometimes I'm I'm uh, interested in how actors get into their characters and stuff because I think actors are weird. <laughs> no offense. Oh, yeah. No, you're, yeah. you're right. No you're offense, right. but. No, you're right. Weird. And I mean, I've been on set and I've been looking at people. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? And they're like doing all these weird exercises and stuff to get into character. Oh yeah. I'll I'll never forget my first movie. Um, I, 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 uh, I cast this girl. Um, she was in the lingerie football league. Remember the lingerie football league? Yeah. Yeah. She was in the lingerie football league and that was brand new to Tampa. And so I was like, man, this girl's going to make our movie big and all this stuff. Right. It didn't. But anyway, so I'm, I'm directing and I'm, I'm, we're getting the scene set up and she's over in the corner and she's crying. And I walked over to her. I'm like, are you all right? She was like, yeah, I'm just trying to get into character for the scene. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a crazy scene. I forgot. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of left her alone. But um, I, I find it interesting how actors have different um, things that they do to, to get prepared for the scene. And um, I've learned over the years to just – yeah, leave them alone and let them do their let thing. Let them process. <laughs> let them process. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now the danger is sometimes um, I think you really, as an actor, to be a really good actor, you need to know yourself. You yeah. need to know. Sure. You need to have a very firm understanding of who you are, and have a very good filing system of all of your experiences, so that you can access them appropriately yeah. when it's time to use those those memories. In order to propel a specific feeling like when I'm angry, I have to find those moments in my life when I've been angry. So, like, for instance, right before I step on scene, uh, it might not have anything to do with the script. But I remember those moments where I was the most angry in preparation to get my character angry. So that way I can then it's not just the words that come out of my mouth or how loud I am, but it's the way that I say it and the energy that I project on screen that makes the difference between those who are just pretending and those who are legitimately acting. And I think that's what makes the difference is when you actually know enough about yourself that you're able to access those emotions and those memories uh, with it just at a whim, you know what I'm saying? From this. And I think the difficulty is when it's shutting it off. I remember one time, one of one of my most difficult roles, as a matter of fact, a couple of my most difficult roles was when I played a serial killer a couple of times. And uh, to get into that character and to get into that mode and to truly understand that character means that I'm just I, I am on a sadistic level of thought process. Yeah. And then just because they say cut doesn't mean you just snap out of that. You have to kind of massage your way out of that. But that takes knowing yeah. enough about the terrain of my mindset to get out of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know, uh, and it could be a lot of people don't know their boundaries on that too, because I think that's literally right. what happened to like, let's say Lindsay Lohan. Like, I think she got so oh, yeah. mu- so much into certain characters and so much in the lifestyle that she's just. I think she got more than just drugs. Well, but I th- <laughs> but I think that also opens your mind up. Parents, I-, I think that that messes with your mind so much where you, you know you start it just snaps your mind into a different like oh, yeah. like you, the sense of reality is gone like like she's just gone. went off off the rails and I, yeah. I i think like knowing your boundaries and how to get yourself out of that is the key because i and i think sometimes you know some of them fail like yep. it's just yeah. i mean i mean i'm which i'm i'm worried for a shia labeouf because that's why he like he, his his uh, personality of that method I think that method some, is going to be the downfall of him. Like it, it's, he has a lot of ups with it, but I think it's going to be a, a, a harsh downfall if he gets too deep into one character, especially yeah, like this. Yeah. Time. Like I said, he was beating his girlfriend. Like that's like logged. He was police called on them and everything. Like they, it could, you know, put him in a situation where, you know, what he's too, he's too far gone. Like he's just right. gone in that character until he writes another one. But he's just, I don't know how you get out of that. Right. Now, well, like I said, it, yeah. it's just it's it's a scary thought process that you have to you have to be able to appropriately navigate it, and you have to have the right team around you that understands you yeah. and knows how to pull you out of that because yeah. 
like you know it, it's it's a dangerous game to play around in the mind and not know know yourself no because sometimes that fame will also become yes. very addictive yes. i'm not i'm not a big fame person i don't really care if a bunch of people know my friggin' name i mean that works great for my resume don't get yeah. me wrong yeah. but at the end of the day like it's not it's it's about the the wanting to do the work you know what i'm saying well, and well, convey sure. the message appropriately and that's i know a lot of actors they yeah. do a lot of work, but they just, you know, you might not know their name, but they're in like everything. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, and that, that's what I actually really respect and love about you. Like, you don't let anything get to your head. Like, I think you're still driving the same Maxima and Mustang that you have since, Bro, since I met you. You know it. I'm sending it right now. You know, you know, 50,000 miles later, I still got that car. You yeah, know it. I do know. that. Like I said, that's, that's one of the things. Like, you just, no matter what roles you're getting, no matter what, you're still going to just do you. And I'm just, me. You know, I, I don't I'm see me. you getting a sports car or anything like that. I think the next car that you buy is going to be another Mustang or, or a Maxima. I think that's what Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or just keep fixing on these. I got, now I got. My collection's up to like four cars. Uh, I've been tinkering with all four of them. I'm about to buy a fifth one so I can sell one of my other ones. Just, you know, oh, yeah. uh, moving into a house. Uh, my, I, I'm at my full-time job right now. I work as an engineer. So I just love tinkering and, and fixing stuff. And people, you know, I see people waste a bunch of money and time and energy on stuff that, you know, oh, just for a status. And I'm like, what? I'm yeah. not here to press anybody. I'm not here to do what I like doing. And to help as many people as I can before right. I leave this planet. That's yep. all I feel. Yeah, and that's, yeah. you know, that, that, like I said, that's something I love about you. Since day one, that's why I've always kept contact with you. Now, the the, the ones I don't keep contact are the ones that are, are, are flashy, who just don't, like, who do, don't respect the life that they're doing and don't give a shit exactly. what they're doing. Like, I, I, I'm like, okay, I'm done with you. Like, literally, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the people that I, I keep in my life are those people that are doing positive things who, you know, aren't materialistic, aren't, you know, aren't crazy. Like, I just, but that's, that's how I associate my people. Like, Chris, he's, he's the most down-to-earth person, like, that I hang with I now. I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> this is a real one. Yeah, yeah. pretty chill. Yeah, he, I mean, he doesn't do anything. I mean, what do you drive, Chris? A Volkswagen? I just got a new car, a Volkswagen <laughs> Tiguan. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. It. Okay. Yeah. But I had a Jeep Grand Cherokee for, like, 10 years and yeah. had a million miles on it, but it was just starting to break on me. And yeah. The AC yeah. broke, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to drop $1,000 <laughs> on a car that's worth like $600. I don't think that's a good idea. Right. Right, and like right. I drive a Toyota Corolla. Like I'm not, I'm not here to do anything flashy. Like you know, you won't see me in a Benz or anything like that. I mean, I had one back in the day, but yeah. now I'm just yeah. not. I'm not even in that mode, man. Man, I'm yeah. just, I'm just trying to yeah. be comfortable. I'm trying to do what I have to do. Like I, I'm working full time now too because COVID kind of messed me up in my in my company. But other than right. that, uh, like like you just got to keep it real with yourself. You don't give a damn oh, what yeah. other anyone else is looking at, or I don't care oh, what, yeah. they, what they say, what yeah. they're thinking. And the, you know, that's something very important with uh, these young actors nowadays, because they all want to be Instagram famous. And then like, they just wanted, you know, a huge YouTube channel. I have a huge following. Uh, my only fans like, come on, man. <laughs> but, but, and, and sometimes I'm not gonna lie, I fail on social media because people are like, "Well, you didn't tell me about this show that you want," and I was like, "Yeah, I didn't really think about it." You know what I'm saying? Right. I, and I try. I let people, I let as many people as possible know. But you know, I, I be so focused on wanting to be yeah. in in the right mode, in the right mindset. Even mm -hmm. like even for shows like this, you know, you have to clear out your mind because I, I'm not gonna lie. Like 10, 15 minutes ago, before I came on the show, like I was having a full out like. I was been out of shape about some stuff at work, but I don't want that energy to affect this energy Absolutely. because yeah, this right. is what I'm passionate and this is what I love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So sometimes you got to take a moment and take a couple breathers and come into it with the right mindset. That's right. with everything. Absolutely. You know I mean? Do you do uh, more TV or, or movies or do you do TV at all? Uh, I, I do more movies. I've done a lot of TV I, in the past. I've done a lot of TV, uh, some reenactments and stuff like that. Like I mm -hmm. said, I did, I did, there was, there was a joke at the agency for a while that it seemed like I was always a serial killer because I always fit the patterns. <laughs> I, I played a serial killer like four or five times, but it just worked out. But that's out. weird because was, there's was, really not a lot of African-American serial killers. Like, right. I exactly. can't even name any. That's why it was strange. <laughs> that is, that's very weird. Um, I, I can't name any like of Chris, them. There was one time I walked in the room, and no kidding, I handed them I handed them my, my, uh, my, my headshot, and the guy literally goes, he looks at me, he looks at the headshot, he looks at me, he goes, yep, you're hired. And I was like, wait, so you, you don't want to hear anything? He's like, nah, man, you look just like the dude. And I kid you not, I look a lot like the dude. 
frightening. It was scary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's but that funny. was a good time. Yeah. Cool. So you did a lot of shows like uh, like, uh, like the crime reenactments and stuff where they right, dramatize. Right, right. Like the Discover Channel, um, Ice Cold Killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, I did a couple where I was um, uh, pretty bad girls, those things like that. So right, right. Shows like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. enjoy doing those? They're probably just quick I, I like money, right? Like, sometimes it's fun, but they're but I really the characters I absolutely love are the ones that I can really get immersed in. You know what I'm saying? Like where I got some, and not just for the lines, but where you can see, like like for instance, um, just off the top of my head, like Val Kilmer and Tombstone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That character that just sits with you forever, and they don't have to say a whole lot, but they made a huge impact on you as a person, right. and they carried the movie with just that that little bit. Like I love stories like that, so. It seems, like those, on, it seems like those roles are more like just quick money and don't really showcase your talent, really, right? I mean, it's kind of like yeah, us with... Yeah, yeah the, the crime reenactment ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes the only purpose for those are just to get you in the door so people can be like, of course. I can see this guy playing this character. You know people. what I'm saying? So that's usually what it's for. Which goes back yeah. to get in everything you can possibly get in. You know, you meet Absolutely. And, I tell people all the time, you'd be surprised that if you... like, I like what you said earlier. Even when you get into a bad film... Sometimes you can you can have a really beautiful performance in a bad right. film. That's the thing. Yeah. You can stand out on your reel. Yeah. yeah, you're standing Done. out. Yep. Everybody's oh, like yeah. taking notice of the good actor as opposed to all the bad actors. Yeah. You know, and they're gonna right. be like, "Wow, who's that guy?" You know. Right. Um, well, right. look at Wild Wild West. Look at that freaking hot piece of dog crap. <laughs> right. Well, that that was one of Will Smith's earliest ones. With I mean, yep. and that thing was awful. Terrible. But you it know what? He's awful. one of the biggest stars on the planet. Right. He's one of the yeah. So even good directors yeah. and good actors make bad movies. I mean, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, you know, it's right. all based on the material. All based on the material. Based on the material. But it's kind of like it, it's kind of like video production too. Like we do, you know, we want to make movies, but we do commercials and right, shit, yeah. music videos and stuff just to pay the bills, so we can make movies. Um, that's, that's right. I guess it's the same thing for an actor. You can take commercials and stuff when yeah. you really want to be on yeah. TV or movie. Yeah, and so, sometimes you got to take stuff you don't really want. Um, yeah. I, I try to stay away from stuff I don't really want. Uh, I, I still believe you should try to be as true to yourself as possible. Sure. I try to stay away from a lot of uh, super political stuff uh, because <laughs> you usually find out that like as you dig deeper, it's not that they don't have the same core values as you do. Yeah. But what, and what ends up happening is people associate you with that. And that tanks you because they're like, well, didn't I see you in this? And weren't you this? And then you're like, right. nah, man, I'm just an actor. All I'm doing is collecting a check. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. It's funny but, because you, that you say that because one time <laughs> – one time um, I had just started doing video production. And I had done a lot of music videos. I shot a, a few movies, um, a couple features, a few shorts. And somebody contacted me about doing a video and they were from from arizona and they were going to fly in and we were going to shoot over two days and the money was like really good so i was like all right cool you know tell me more so it turned out it was muscle porn and this lady that looked like the incredible hulk came down and we shot these movies like there were like little clips with her and it was the weirdest shit like it was you know her putting this guy in a headlock and like doing bench presses with him, <laughs> like all this wow. weird stuff. And I was just like, "Oh my god, thank, thank." God. And it was so disgusting. Like I, I know people are into that some, but oh yeah, I thought it was so repulsive and just disgusting. And you know, and then you got to edit all these videos, and I'm just oh. having to watch this over and over, like eight nine hours a day for like two weeks <laughs> it was horrible but it was like it was great money and um, yeah. I, I ended up shooting it with my girlfriend at the time um, she was in photography and stuff so it was me and her shooting this nonsense and you know it's a great story now but in the moment man i was just like why did yeah. i take this job that's oh my funny. god right right oh, right that's really <laughs> But that's probably why the money was so good because they already turned they probably got turned down by a bunch of other people before that. Like, nah, yeah, and it, and it was for her website. You know, they had like thumbnails where you <laughs> click on the thumbnail and it shows like a little clip, and then you got to pay to be like a member or watch the rest of the video. Right. So I don't know. Right. But it was just so crazy, and 
that but, just goes to show that sometimes I'll shoot anything for money. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, if, if it's, you know, getting us work, you know, especially times like now where COVID just messed with all of us, I think just, right. you just get, right. I mean, we, we got, we got bills to pay, man. We got bills to pay. So we got stuff. Yeah. So we got to accept whatever we can at the time. That reminds me of I that. had a buddy of mine just yeah. recently get on, um, he, as a matter of fact, he's still here. He came into Atlanta and stayed with me. He was shooting um, for the first lady. So he's on the show right now, um, and, and that was an amazing experience for him, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes you just got – but the unfortunate thing is, like, he got in there, and he had lines, and then they took the lines, uh-huh. and it was like, oh, come on. But, like, it's a chance of a lifetime to stand next to, you know, huge name stars and yes. so on. So sometimes you take what you got, and then, you know, the experience alone, he's, the, the time that he got to spend with those people meant a whole lot. Like, same thing Tony was saying, like, the time that we spent together, even though that show never came out, like I, now I have lifelong friends that I still stay in touch with. So yep. sometimes you got to take those roles just to get through the door. I don't think a lot of people can appreciate that when they see something come to fruition. Yep. Like when you when like Chris, when you finish a film and it, it finally gets aired, like that's a huge deal oh, because it's like, man, you know how many moons have to align for that to come together, sure. man? You know yeah, what I've always said any movie or TV show that comes out is a miracle. It's mm-hmm. an absolute miracle that anything gets made. The, you know, mm-hmm. based on all the hoops you have to jump through, you got to get, you know, fifteen, twenty people in the same place at the same time, and you know, right. they got to know their lines, and you got the camera guy that's got to get the shot. Like, it's just so many things that like, so many that things. come into play to make something, right. and um, right. you know, it's just a miracle that it happens. But. We make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> we are miracle workers, my friend. Miracle workers. We made we made two movies. We made two features during the pandemic since June, and they're both already out. Um, we just released our last one uh, what, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, nice. But we did one movie, the one, the one Tony worked on. Um, I worked on all of them. So I, I, work, <laughs> I work with this guy named Sean Donahue, and I met him. When I was doing my very first casting call for my very first movie, I met him, and we've just been friends since, and we've made a bunch of stuff together. And uh, so he called me, and he was like, "Hey, I got an idea for a movie. You know, there's nothing going on. Like everybody's locked down. We're not doing anything. Why don't we try and get it made?" And I was like, "All right, cool." So he told me he told me the synopsis and you know what he was thinking, and from the time we hung the phone up, 90 days later, we had a Blu-ray in our hand. Yeah, so it was pretty wow. amazing. Was well, there's nothing else going on. We were literally stuck in the house. Yeah. So, was, <laughs> so he had all the time in the world. when you have nothing else to do to make a movie. All the time so in the world. You go pretty quick. Yeah. But that, that's but, still um, saying a lot because, like, everybody else was making excuses. Like, oh, we can't do anything because right. of X, Y, and Z. So to, to know that you guys, like, from, from like, inception to, like, the very the, – the, from concept to actually, like, having it physically in your hand, like, that's – yeah, that's bananas. Yeah, a lot crazy. of people were stuck and didn't know what to do. So that's and me and Shah are always that's talking. We're like, I don't think anybody can do what we just did. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we just made a we just made a, another movie um, that's based on uh, you've seen Pulp Fiction. Tony yeah. hates Pulp Fiction, but it's it was about the pawn shop owners in Pulp Fiction, the guys uh, that raped Marsalis and stuff. So we made a movie it's called Zed's Dead, and it's about the two pawn shop owners. And we made that film. It's a feature. Eleven hundred dollars. We built a wow. pawn shop. We got actors, special effects, like everything. Eleven hundred dollars. We made that movie. Bananas. For. Yeah, it's crazy. It was a quick process too. I think it was what five, six. Yeah, days? Yeah, we shot over six days. I think six day process. Wow. Six days. But we, you know, we like worked on a few projects. This is one, two, three, four projects together. So we were very um, in tuned of what we all expect from each other, what we do. Like we, you know, pick up, move and go to the next scene. Like we yeah. small crew, small cast. When I first started, it was funny because when I first started, like my second movie, I had 41 actors, 19 locations, $3,000 budget. Ooh. And that's just insane. And then we did Delta yeah. Pi. And I think Delta Pi, we had, I think we had more actors and like 17 locations and we had, I think seven grand for that one. Um, but it's, it's a challenge to, to be able yeah. to, to do that. And now we've learned, you know, we were shooting over we on weekends, like Saturdays and Sundays only for like two months, you know? Um, mm-hmm. now we've gotten to where our stuff is more formula driven, where, 
Right. We're small crap, small cast, small crew, you know, two, three thousand dollars, couple locations, um, and it's formula based. Like we we need to show boobs or blood every ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> and, much. Um, and that's kind of what's working for us now. Like we're, yeah, we're making right. a profit on all our movies. Uh, we've built like a fan base that wants that, and um, you know we've kind of learned to make the movies based on what our people want. So yeah. Um, yeah. is it what I really want to be doing? Not really, but it's fun. You know, we're meeting a lot of new people. We're getting content out there. We're making a little bit of money here and there. Um, you know, I really want to work on bigger budget, you know, horror movies, but for the time being, it's, it's cool. Yeah. I enjoy yeah. it. And yeah. uh, well, we got to pay know. the bills. But the, and then if the formula works, the formula works, but you could do that in, in like in conjunction with, uh, with your bigger project. Like, right. So exactly. I think that's what the what the ultimate goal is for all of us. I think we all have something that we, or certain projects that we want to work on. But sure, you know. And I've worked on you know I've directed two bigger budget stuff, and I didn't have as much fun as I did as I do on the smaller yeah. stuff. You know, yeah. um, I felt like there was just too many crew members and just I didn't really do much as a director. Yeah. I don't think you really do a whole lot. Um, you just have all these people that know what they're doing and they just do it for you. They just do it for you. Where you when just you're sit back and point and, and shoot. Yeah, exactly. I, I watch <laughs> a scene and I'm like, all right, cool, let's move on, you know, or yep, whatever. Let's, let's do it again. Um it. but on the smaller stuff, you know, you have to wear so many hats that it's yeah. it's more enjoyable for me. And um, my first bigger budget movie, I was so used to doing everything that I had a really hard time letting go of certain back, things. Yeah, yeah like yeah. the budget and the schedule and all that stuff. I was so used to doing that. I had a really difficult time letting that go and letting others do that. Um, but I did. And I was like, all right, that's cool. And then yeah. now I'm kind of back where I was doing the smaller stuff. Yeah. I, right. I like right. it. It's fun. It's more fun with the small. It's like, it's like we were talking about before, like, um, you know, we can, we meet like lifelong friends. Like, like yeah. I met you 10 years ago. I, I, I work with them for, I know what four or five years now. I think. Well, what, what, been, when did we work on three years? Three years, and you just never know when you're going to meet those people that you know you're going to be working with or knowing or you know friends with for a period of time. And you just never know. That's what, that's what I love about our industry, where you know we're trying to our community of you know independent movie makers or independent actors who work on. We're just you know we're not starving artists, but you know we would like we would like the big pots, but you know what. We've got a lot of little ponds that we want to, you know, take care of. And well, move on. Yep. Yep. Right. And, yeah. And sometimes we yep. bring a group of people and that's how we move to the bigger, bigger right. ponds and bigger uh, lakes. And and bigger... The other thing that's cool is right. I've worked with so many people over the last 10 years that I can literally build a cast or a crew based on who I've worked with in the past, you know, and it doesn't yep. take very long to build that. Um, I know yep. who can do what and who can't do what and, you know, handpick who I want. Um, right. So that's cool. That, that I've gotten to, I, I feel blessed that I've been able to make so many movies and work with so many people. And I mean, God, I've launched so many people's like acting careers. I feel, you know, that right. were in my movie and then moved to LA and now they're in bigger stuff. And right. um, like I said, Skyler is in, uh, is in um, P Valley, which I think they just got picked up for another season. Um, right. So that's, that's, I, I get a kick out of, out of seeing, People that I worked with before doing, you know, something that I saw on TV that yeah, I, I yeah. get a kick out of that. Um, so, yeah. uh, you know what? And, and I think the the important thing to remember too is, and I tell I tell a lot of actors this too, that never discredit the lessons that you learn on every project because I, I earnestly believe you can learn from every project you're on, whether the project sucked or whether the project was absolutely phenomenal and everything worked out smoothly. You can take away the lessons of when I go to do my project, I need to do X, Y, and Z, and I need to make sure I don't do this, this, and this. You know what right. I'm saying? So I tell everybody, now, yeah. no matter whether you're in front of the camera or behind the camera, whatever it is you're doing, make sure you pick up those lessons and write those right. things down and then go from there. I'm pretty sure, you know, Tony, me and I, you and I know for a fact there are a lot of things that we've taken away from our experience and said, well, we're not going to do that part. We'll yeah, right. certainly do this, this, and this. You know what I'm saying? That's and usually what you learn is what not to do. Um, yeah, you know, and not make oh, yeah. that mistake again. Um, I know my first movie I made, I didn't know anything about making movies. I was just like enamored with the process and I was always watching behind the scenes and I had wanted to make a movie for years. 
And yeah. I finally decided when I was 40 years old, I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I don't want to be on my deathbed saying, you know, man, I wish I had tried this. You I know? wish I would have. Yep. And I put this whole thing together by myself and we started shooting. And actually I met Sean and he helped me. And, um, you know, the movie is terrible. I mean, it's not good, but I learned so like right. that was my film school. My first feature was my film school. And, um, nice. you know, I learned so much. And then from then on, I always surrounded myself with people that know way more than I do and just yep. pick things from everybody and just learn from every single person around me. And, right. you know, it, it's, it really helps. And, um, oh, yeah. you, you always get a lesson on any project. And, and there's a lot of things that you learn from other people that you won't learn at a film school. Like, you know, we, you and I have different processes, how we do, how we, um, you know, do run lines or how we learn the character. Like you're, you get more into the mind of that person. Me, I, I try to relate to the person. I, I, it's hard for me to get into the mind. I don't know why, but I, I don't get that many roles with, you know, where I have to go too far in depth. I don't have a lot of backstory to a lot of the roles that I do. Um, you know, I did like commercials and, you know, just, I haven't done any like big movies or anything like that. Um, right. Or TV shows. What are you talking about? You're in Naked Cannibal Campers. Yeah. Those lines were wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Not really. <laughs> but, the, the, the script writing is so bad, but like I said, they have a formula that they follow. But the script, nobody not, cares about the story. The, the, no, but like the lines are terrible. I, I could have been speaking gibberish, and it could have had the same, you know, the, the same, same effect. Same effect. Yeah. Same effect. Which basically, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just mouthed the words at some point. <laughs> like it's the movie. I, I mean, the movies aren't. I mean, they're bad, but they're not like terrible. But they're fun to make. They're, they're bad fun. Yeah, they're they're yeah. bad fun. They're like stupid fun. Like. Right. Like yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. they're gory, they're, you know, tits and ass, and, I mean, they're fun to make, it's just, you know, I mean, there's so not much in the story. Let's put it this way. Do you know a guy named Matt Valena? No. Asian guy, he lives up there. Anyway, um, so, I, I asked him if he wanted to be in Naked Cannibal Campers too. So, mm -hmm. I, I asked him last night, and he said, um, you know, can I see the script? <laughs> so... Today, I said, I attached the script. If you are looking for Citizen Kane, this is not it. <laughs> this movie is about tits and gore. If you want to work right. on a fun set and get a credit, this is the movie for you. If you are looking right. for an acting award or a serious role to further your career, nope. look elsewhere. Yep. And that's exactly what I told him. Like, that is the <laughs> absolute right. truth of what we're doing. Um, right. But like that's his form that's their formula. They make these movies where tits ass and gore and you know they have a sec they know exactly what they're going to make. They know exactly right. who their audience is. We know so, what our fan base wants. Yeah, so so they exactly. deliver and we spoon feed it to them and they keep buying it. So. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. As like, long as they keep buying it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So so I we're I'm waiting for where where Sean starts to, you know, do some more uh script writing chops and uh oh, yeah. Literally, my line through the entire Naked Cannibal Campers is, now you're talking. That now was my line. Talking. Now you're talking. No was in every goddamn scene. Now you're talking. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, we didn't realize that it was he, kept every saying this, he kept saying this line through the whole movie. I didn't realize it. I was like, I didn't realize the script. It was in the script. And I was like, <laughs> why does he keep saying now we're talking like this whole movie? So it became like this running joke. Yeah, I was going to make t-shirts. Like, it was like ridiculous. Yeah, 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 so now it's like a drinking game, right? <laughs> Whenever Tony says, now, now you're talking, talking, you gotta now drink. you're talking, take a shot. <laughs> You'll be drunk by scene five. Exactly. <laughs> like, right, right. It, it was ridiculous. But like I said, I, know. I mean, they're fun to make. Um, just don't accept, like, don't expect any awards you're for it. You're not going to further your career by being No, but like I said, they're just fun. You know, meet you're a good, great credit. group of people. Like, we're just having fun. It's just, I mean, I mean, the women on our, like, we work with these women for many movies. So, like, we have very close relationships with them. Like, it's very, like good i mean it's a great comfortable cast where you know we're it's just we're just every time we get together it's just fun like we just bullshit however we are like serious about it like we're there to shoot a movie right. we're yeah, not yeah. there to screw off and you no. know with the way we shoot our movies is we constantly go like we move yes. move move, yeah. move. Yes. we're not like yeah. sitting around you know how most movie sets are you're just sitting around for two hours waiting for them to set oh, up lights and all that shit it, it always feels it's like you're wasting your time yeah, so. yeah. yeah. i like when you're going yeah. So stuff. We use a lot of natural lighting. We we don't screw around. We shoot and yeah. shoot and shoot and shoot. And like I said, we shot a feature in five days. Um, yeah. 
you know, wow. that's, that's crazy. Legit. Yeah, that's crazy. That's legit. Yeah. Um, so, so I like smaller projects like that. And, you know, I would like to get involved with you on uh, on a couple small projects too, um, pr- pretty much in the near future. Um, I'm oh, absolutely. St- I'm still building. That's the only reason why he asked you to be on the show. No, so it's not. Like I've, been, on I've been friends with him forever. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I've been friends with him forever. <laughs> We've been keeping in touch, I don't know, since day one, like, honestly. Yeah, day one. Um, absolutely. So, um, but yeah, it's just, you know, just navigating this this thing we call life pretty much in our actor's life and, you know, industry. We just, you know, we just want to make stuff we just want to you know have our art show make and stuff. yeah yeah and i, I just yep. wish i got more roles with more uh better substance. lines yeah substance and so lines write something i am writing i'm writing a, a tv show so that that's something that you know you know I, I'm, I'm, I'm very say, passionate if you want about to and, be a dp or a director or a writer or whatever do it i do it yourself and yep. when that like, like i want to be a director so i Wrote my own script. Yep. I got my own crew, and yep. I did it myself. Well, th- that's got exactly why I built this company. You know, that's yeah, why I built uh, this company yeah. of Two Step Entertainment. Do I'm doing everything myself. Like I'm producing everything. Like this show, I'm producing. Like like I have a YouTube channel, the podcast. You know, I'm, right. I'm literally doing as many projects as I possibly can to get my name right. out there. I also build websites. So I'm literally just trying to give myself as much as much exposure as do possible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and you, you get you add more value to studios. Like you just even the small budget, oh, yeah. like if, if like me knowing how to do websites, that's a major plus for small studios oh, and yeah. independent movie makers. Like I can build websites for your movie. Like, like mm-hmm. there's just a, a, a lot of different things that, you know, we try to help with ourselves and, you know, mm-hmm. try to get more involved. And that I am, you know, writing a TV show, writing a movie, actually two movies, but it's just finding the budget for it is, is the most difficult part. But you don't need no budget. I just yeah. told you we made a movie with eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, no, I know, but <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to write like a low budget movie. Like I want. It's gonna be a little bit like comedy is a, is more expensive to write than yeah. Hard you movie. need like funny people to deliver. The yes, line. yes, yes, you do. And but you also mm-hmm. need better sets because in horror movies you, you know, cut somebody up anywhere, but in comedy you have to have like full sets. Like you have to have like you have to build the whole story. With horror movies, you gotta have a, a, a killer walk in the room and just stab somebody in the eye. Like it's over. You know you can do that anywhere. You can do it in a car. You can do it in a, a shower. You can, you don't you don't need anything. Like you can literally just have a, a, a an outhouse and just kill them. Like you know, there's there's not much you can with the horror movies. There's not much. There's not much art to it unless you're like M. Light Shyamalan. Oh uh, no, Chris, I've worked on all your movies, <laughs> a majority of your movies. There's no art there. <laughs> in your opinion. The <laughs> art is in the direct is in the way they shoot it. I guess you know what I'm saying. You tell them, Chris. I have the beholder, right? It's, I guess it's hard to make. That's right. A, that's right. That's right. It's hard to make something scary and yeah, yeah. And well, effects look good, like they look real. Yeah, that's hard. Right, like jump cut, man. Yeah, they, they just like, cut my head James off in every Wan, movie. How, or how mm-hmm. Alfred Hitchcock or James Wan, how they can like yes. build an atmosphere. Yes. And just basically with camera movement. I mean, it's that's an art, you know, to yeah. scare somebody. Yeah, yeah, um, it is. Music too. Yeah. So you got anything oh, coming yeah. up, Sean? Uh, yeah. I, I, a matter of fact, I've, I've kind of diversified myself a little bit. I actually, um, at one point, I quit my regular job just so I can leave. Nice. And uh, I wanted to get away from the corporate grind and do some mm-hmm. DJing. So I ended up DJing in Myrtle Beach for about uh, a summer, and then they just recently called me up and asked me to come back out. So I DJed there again. So between DJing uh, every weekend or so, every once in a while, um, the next project is that one that I just auditioned for. Then I got another project I'm trying to bring down to Atlanta. Then I got a couple other ones that I'm writing. I'm writing a TV series that has four spinoff movies coming from it, too. So that's, oh, wow. that's the biggest one that I'm working on right now. And then I want to do some more poetry. I, I, I did a, a lot of spoken word poetry for a long time. So nice. I think now with the advent of social media and so on, I want to sure. do some more of my poetry and put it on my own YouTube channel. I got a YouTube channel now, but I want to kind of build up my content and so on. Yeah. And then the relationship coaching and that kind of stuff. And then and then that's it. You know what I'm saying? And so if they said, I, I Sean, you can be a TV star or you can be a movie star, which would you pick? Uh, I would definitely pick movie star. Yeah. Hmm. Good choice. Yeah. I, I enjoy I enjoy well I'll put it this way uh, because I I think there's a slight difference I love the way there is yeah. oh, the episodics that you see on Netflix like you can literally become a big name star oh, of course yeah literally over the course of a weekend so if I had a chance at an episodic I think I would do that uh, TV shows are, are cool but it's like you got to do it once 
like over and over and over again. Right. Whereas with the episodic, you're shooting. Remember how like like you yeah. were saying, Chris, you would just go in and shoot everything. Mm-hmm. I think with those episodics, it's like a long ass movie. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the way I see it. If it I had is. an option, it would definitely be episodic, then movie, then television. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, syndicated television is where it's at, though. You know, oh, you know, yeah, like, like 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 the like the Big Bang Theory, the Friends. Like, there's all. Right. But I think that's a dying breed, though, man. Like, there's nothing. Like, once Big Bang Theory went off, like, what else is there right now that's right. Now like a long running TV show? But like, I think streaming television did that. I think streaming did the fact. That oh yeah, Netflix like, is Hulu and Netflix and all those. Yeah, Netflix really revolutionized. Um, oh yeah, entertainment. Well, because everyone binge watches everything right. all at once, so right. and that's genius right. that they release all ten episodes, you know, at one time, and you can just sit there and watch them all in two days. Like it's amazing. In, unless you're Marvel. Right. Unless it. you're a Marvel, and yeah. you, you put everything. But guess what? Chris waits. Chris doesn't waits. Chris <laughs> waits till Loki is done, oh. and then sits there and watches it. in two Because days. then you get all the spoilers. Right. I don't you get all the people that spoil stuff. Shit every no, week. you just gotta that. avoid those people or put them on block on Facebook. Be like, look, don't tell me anything. I haven't watched it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm not talking right now. Leave me alone until I finish this. But, but that's, wait that, that's like around. eight weeks. And it's so funny because <laughs> if you asked me to go and watch a three and a half hour movie, I'd be like, hell no. But then I'll sit there and watch a forty five minute. Per episode, ten episode show. Yep. And it's yep. like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you're basically just watching a really long movie when you're watching exactly, like exactly. A, a yeah. Netflix exactly. original or whatever. Well, I like yeah. those. I like those. I like them too because you know they build up the story a little bit more. Like Loki. Yeah. Like you, it, it could be a long it's, movie. It's all but, about character development. Yeah. Man. Like the longer the show, I mean, the more you can dive into each character and show their exactly. backstory and what they're about, and you know, it's hard to do that in a movie. Um, and I think the Marvel movies, especially like, you know, like for instance, the last, um, I'm not gonna say last Spider Spider-Man three with Venom and Sandman, like they, they didn't develop Venom at all in that movie. Like they just kind of showed Eddie Brock and then threw Venom in at the end. Yeah. And right. I felt like the movie should have been a lot longer and they just do it the right way and develop both characters. Um, but now, I mean, like Avengers, like there's a million freaking characters and they're developing them by having separate movies and then yeah. throwing them into an Avengers movie and you don't care about the character development in the Avengers because yeah. you already know of everybody's yeah. story. Um, yeah. but you know, now that they're making Marvel series, I think it's, it's more about developing the characters and, and filling the gap between this movie and that movie. Right now is what they're trying to do with WandaVision and right. Loki. And I think with the Venom movie too is, and it's an unfortunate thing to see in a lot of these. I think they depend on the the credo of the the background, like the people who already know who Venom right. is. Yes. Right. If, yeah. So, like for instance, if you had never heard of who Venom was, and you watched the movie, you'd be like, you're "Well, lost. It was just a photographer I didn't feel anything." But, was kind but of when you know who Venom is, and you you know you've read the comic books and you've been involved in it, right. you kind of step in, having that yeah. you know preconceived notion yeah, 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 as to yeah. who they are and describe it in your head. But right. yeah, I, I agree. Like, it's funny because they, think, whenever they do a reboot, it's always you know Joe Davidson last week said you know about Spider Man, like why do we have to see his backstory every time they make a new you know, reboot of Spider Man? For the people um, who don't know him. Right. But it's also like, yeah. I like that. Like, Man of Steel, when when they did Man of Steel, um, I felt like they, the character development was really lacking in that movie, and I hated yeah. that movie because of it. Um, yeah. They didn't really show a lot about Superman growing up and, you know, all that stuff. They didn't show any of it. And it was no. just almost like, oh, you guys already know who Superman is. Here he is. Right. And well, you know, I didn't stuff. like Let's that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like yeah. that. Um, so I think character development is super important and yeah. that's what these series are able to do is like really, and they're, they're usually a lot slower moving, which I don't yeah. mind. Uh, I know a lot of people really don't like slower stuff, but I don't mind it as long as it's getting to a point and there's a end and there's a story. I don't mind yeah. that. Cause I've seen some movies or shows that were just like long drawn out and there was no payoff. <laughs> and I'm just like, right. What did I just exactly. watch? Ha- have you auditioned for any like Marvel stuff up there? <clears throat> I know they shoot in Atlanta I, a lot. I have, I have, I have auditioned a couple times for a few things, but you know sometimes you, you're you're in a batch with everybody because it's not, you're not you're not just competing about against people in Atlanta when you're in Atlanta. You're competing yeah. against everybody, everybody in LA in as well. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Like it's it's no joke down here. Yeah. And and I still gotta find myself a, a full time agent down here uh that's that's of the chops. So I have I have three agents right now. I got I still have my original agent from uh Virginia. Then I've also got an agent uh in North Carolina and then I got an agent here, but I need to find somebody some some more agents a, a more solid agent in this area that does more film. Yeah. Uh, the one I got now is predominantly for like model stuff, and I, I really haven't done a whole lot of model stuff. So yeah. let me ask you a question: If you auditioned for a role and got the role, and you were kind of excited about it, and your agent told you not to do it, would you do it? Hmm. I'd have to have a really good reason why not to do it because I do understand that the politics behind some films makes it a, a worthwhile um, bit of advice to, to just follow the agent. I have had agents say, you know what, I don't think this is a good part for you because they know it's going to pigeonhole you uh, because you might have done several in the past. But mm. I, I don't I don't think I've, I've reached that level quite yet. But, yeah, it depends upon, like, especially if it was my, my agent in uh, Virginia, if she told me not to do it, no questions asked. I just wouldn't do it because I know she has my best interest in heart. I know right. her intentions. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, for our industry, um, well, for the independent movies, the horror movies that we do, I mean, I could see that. You know, some people don't don't want their agent or their agent doesn't want their actors being associated with some of the titles. Exploited. That, Just say exploited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. 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 But but you know, some agents don't want their actors to be in exploited films, so they don't want to. Uh, so, so I can understand that, which it makes a little bit more sense coming from an actual, you know, uh, established actor. Uh, and so, you know, that definitely helps that. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. But with that said, I just want to say thank you, Sean Singletary, for joining us on the Killer Collab podcast. I appreciate it, fellas. I, I appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, it was nice to meet you, more. man. Thank you for yes, coming. Sir. Thank you for coming on. You're welcome anytime. If you have anything that you, any projects that you want to promote next time, or you have any projects that you want to promote now, you know, you know, shout it out. Um, but if you do, please just let me know if you want to come back on and promote that next project. And you know, you're more than welcome. I most definitely will. I appreciate the platform. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you, Thank you so man. much. As always, I'm joined with Chris Lato for Reaper Films, and my name is Tone Deaf from Florida, Tony D. And yes, the Lightning won Game One Stanley Stanley Cup playoffs. Tampa Bay!